0: The Monkai do not understand their peril. Codex Eldar, 3rd Edition, written by Gavin Thorpe, with additional text by Andy Chambers, Jervis Johnson, and Tuomas Perinin. Page 6. Narrated by R. J. Bailey. The Monkai do not understand their peril, thought Fea We send them warnings, messengers to tell them that they must not delve into any past mysteries and terrors, and they ignore us. Well, they will not be able to ignore our weapons. They cannot dare turn a blind eye to our magnificent warriors. The Warp Spider Exarch felt the mind of Farseer Durell touch his own, hearing the Farseer's message in the instant of contact. Shifting his position slightly so that he could survey the battle, he spoke to the others of his squad. "'The time for our attack is nigh. Prepare to move with me along the skein, my kin.' The armoured warrior women of the Monkai were holding out against the Eldar attack for now. However, Durrell had informed the Exarch that Sylvanol and his Shining Spears were currently outflanking the enemy to the west, and that the Warp Spiders were to move around the enemy line to the east. When the time was ready, the two squads would attack from behind at the same time, confusing the humans and allowing the striking scorpions and guardians to finish them off with a frontal attack. Foiruthia activated his jump generator. His stomach lurched momentarily as his body was shifted into the warp. Visions of the immaterial realm swept across his eyes for a split second, and his mind was filled with an archaic wailing as he could sense a great hungering maw tugging at his spirit then the jump generator deposited him back into the real universe. For a moment after reappearing, he thought that he could hear a distant heartbeat thundering across the universe like the pulse of a god, and then the transition was fully complete. Feiruthir found himself in the grounds of some ancient edifice, the remains of its curving walls and strange arches, clearly showing that it had not been built by human hands, but by beings far older than the men of terror." As the Eldar attack continued, Feyruthir saw the mighty form of the wraithlord Kuladan, heroine from the Battle of a Thousand Blades, and saviour of the Flame, striding through the ruins, her star cannon sending flares of energy into the foe. A falcon swept past the towering wraithlord, pulse laser picking out its target with unerring accuracy, sending plumes of smoke rising from one of the crude Monkai transports. As he watched, the Warp Spider Exarch saw a group of male humans charge across the debris of the ancient human settlement. Kylie and her storm squad reacted quickly, pulling their blades from ornamented sheaths. They swiftly intercepted the barbaric aliens before they could reach the hill where Durell stood with his warlocks, surveying the tide of battle. Feyruthir gasped in horror at what happened next. As Kylie's guardians encircled the humans, the savages seemed to rip at their clothing. It was only when the first detonation flung four guardians into the air that the Exarch realized that the munkai had been wearing bandoliers of explosives. As more explosions tore through the guardians, Faeruthia felt disgust seep through every cell in his body. Only humans would put so little value on life that they would gladly commit suicide. A sudden noise attracted fey attention, the sound of stone rolling against stone. Spinning around, he noticed a group of humans trying to sneak past the Eldar lines. This could not be allowed. Durrell's orders were that all humans were to be exterminated. None were to be allowed to continue their delving into the Hrudian catacombs. Kill them, fey told his squad, thrusting an elegant finger at the humans as they clambered amongst the fallen masonry. The warp spiders readied their death spinners, and a moment later the air was full of a cloud of monofilament wire. As the humans became enmeshed in the tangle, Feiruthir could see them becoming more terrified, the strands slicing its skin and flesh. Their fear grew, and they thrashed wildly, lopping off their own limbs as they struggled against the constricting mass. Feiruthir noticed the look in the eyes of one of the Monkai. It reminded him of the wild stare of a food animal that knows it is to be slaughtered. Within a few more heartbeats, nothing was left except a red pile of unidentifiable fleshy ruin. Then Durell's voice flashed into the Exarch's mind again, ordering him to move onward. Activating his warp jump again, the Exarch felt the pull of the warp even more strongly than before. The heartbeat resounded through his ears, the craving for life swept around him, almost overwhelming him. He felt the spirit stone at his chest burning with golden fire against his own heart. Then it was over once again, as their jump generators set him and his squad a hundred yards behind the nearest of their adversaries, within the shelter of the ruins of an old human building, its walls long since crumbled with time, its bricks held together by moss and vines. Durell passed on the telepathic command to wait while the trap was set. When Sylvanol was in position, that trap would be sprung, and the humans would be doomed. You have been listening to The Monkai Do Not Understand Their Peril. Codex Eldar, 3rd Edition, page 6. Codex Eldar, 3rd Edition, written by Gavin Thorpe, with additional text by Andy Chambers, Jervis Johnson and Tuomas Perenin. Pages 2 and 3. Narrated by R.J. Bailey. Thank you to Gav Thorpe, Andy Chambers, Jervis Johnson, and Tuomas Perenin for writing the fiction I grew up with. Additional thanks to Tuomas for helping me pronounce his name correctly, or as near to it as we were able to get. If you've enjoyed this, please leave a review where you found it, or like share, and subscribe on YouTube, depending how you're listening. This production, like all of Old X, is entirely unofficial and uncommercial, from an out-of-print publication, is a derivative work with all copyrights owned by Games Workshop, and is a celebration of the hobby and law I grew up with. If you have any suggestions for other old codex fiction for me to narrate on this podcast, you can comment, contact me on Twitter at rjbailey, or email robertjbailey at gmail dot com. Links are in the show description.